Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach, also known as the Food Dude. Chef Pantone has been serving up amazing meals and desserts at some of the finest hotels and restaurants in New York City, Miami, and Palm Beach for most of his life. Now let's head into the kitchen with What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. Welcome to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on News Radio 1290 WJNO, a premiere show about food. As uh, Chef David Pantone tells us, uh, he's the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute. How you doing? Fantastic, Joel. Nice to be here. Settling in with the show well over a month now and uh, doing well. We're feeling so good about the show. We brought in a guest, and you're going to tell us all about her. Uh, but first, tell us about the show for somebody listening for the first time. Yeah, it's all about that taste, about that taste, right? <laughs> it's all about food. It's all about healthy eating, even sometimes unhealthy eating, but... If you're going to eat unhealthy, got to taste really good, right? That's right. Might as well make it taste fantastic. Food in the news, superfoods, cooking techniques, grilling, chilling, whatever's in there, and uh, lots of fun and education. Got to learn something every time you listen to the show. Food is your uh, your your passion. Is that an understatement? <laughs> is that the understatement <laughs> of the new year? Isn't it everybody's? I see. In my world, it is everybody's. Food is my passion. Food is art for me. It's science. It's culture. It's entertainment. It's deep in my soul. It's what I love to do because I believe that everything that you eat and drink has a direct reflection on how you feel, how you think, how you sleep, and how you act, what you put in. You put good stuff in there. It affects how you sleep, too? Sure. That might explain a lot. (laughs) I sleep about three to four hours a night. Of course, I get up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, and if you eat too many carbs too late at night, Mm. sometimes your body has to work so hard to break those down, and it's kind of slow, and you don't sleep so well Mm. sometimes. Wow. Everybody's a little bit different, but that's all you do. It's what you put into your body. That's your fuel. All right, so it's What's Cooking Palm Beach, and uh, you can always uh, hit up Chef Pantone uh, at what's cooking at chefpantone.com. You ever listening to the show and you, you have a question about something we're talking about or just something out of the you know out of nowhere, out of thin air, you might have a question, get those emails all the time, and we'll try to answer them on the air as well. Um, also, chefpantone.com to uh, get all the recipes we talk about on the show and uh, tips on food and everything. Uh, today's menu, uh, what is on the menu today? Fantastic. We have a great menu for the day. We have a guest chef joining us today. That's Shante Basin. We're going to talk to her in a few moments. For our appetizer, we'll spin the big super woo, super food wheel. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Not so easy. And uh, we'll see what the superfood of the day is. Our main course is going to be homemade breads. Come on, who doesn't love homemade breads? Yeah, we have them sitting right here. I'm going to keep myself. <laughs> Can you smell that? Them. You know, everybody made their New Year's resolution to watch what they're eating. I said, okay, this past Monday, this was this was going to be when I get started. And then you bring bread in. This bread might be your superfood, okay? I thought the burgers last week. I thought I got it out of my system. Those are super duper foods. Uh, but when we talk about this bread and all breads, you'll find out some breads can be very, very fantastic for you. Uh, we have this fear of breads, but we're going to get past that. I have a great question from a listener, which caused me to do some research, some extra, extra research, which I love to do. We've also got a bunch of beautiful events happening in Palm Beach County and around the state of Florida and food in the news. All right. And we're, we're going to uh, get started right now, um, not with the bread. <laughs> I already had like four slices, so. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Shantae is is sitting here, and uh, well, let me let me first ask you, how are your grades over there at Lincoln Culinary Institute? They're pretty good. For of course, right you're now. sitting in front of your dean <laughs> right. right now, and right. she's on the dean's list, so exactly. we're cool. 
But, oh, so you're on the Dean's list. Yes, Now, yeah, that's yeah. a good list, right? I have <laughs> a couple like lists, and she's on the good like one. The, okay, all right, all right. So um, uh, so you're getting good grades there. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me ask you about your, your aspirations, obviously. You know, I mean, I, well, I want to be a chef. Okay, but, you know, tell me a little more. I mean, go into depth about that for well, me. Well, my mom owns a bakery back in the Bahamas, so I want to expand her business. Um, I've been baking from when I was 12, so... I came to Lincoln Culinary Institute to do culinary and international baking and pastry. Okay. Yep. So, so I you want to be specifically in the baking, uh, uh, baking uh, uh, breads and, and, and baked goods and whatnot. Exactly. I just finished a breads class at Lincoln the other day, and we did ciabatta bread. Did you make some of this bread that we're going to eat later? I did. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yes. And you're going to have some, right? Would you exactly. sample? Does a good chef sample their own food? You have to. How are you going to know what it tastes like? You want. Okay. You don't want to be the first one to taste it as the guest. You know, and and, and uh, I was always told never never trust a skinny chef. But neither of you folks are are out of shape, so <laughs> I don't know. I think that's question. I think people just tell me that to make me feel better. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's kind of an old saying. That doesn't mean it's correct. It's like, well, my doctor is a heavy smoker and drinker. Yeah. And I, wait a second. In my brain, that doesn't make sense. Or you get a haircut from a bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, um, you're, so you're, you're, what's your background as far as cooking is concerned? Like you said, um, I've been baking with my mom. So I came to Lincoln for the culinary program, mm-hmm. and I've worked with the chefs. They're really great. They work along with you well. And that was good for me, being an international student. And then I went into the International Bacon and Pastry Program, and that's amazing. Like, I love the program. I'm almost done, and I can't wait for graduation now to go you, out and share my skills and everything. Now, you live, you come from the Bahamas. Yes. So uh, there are other, and, and I don't think I'm insulting Chef by saying this, there are other schools you could have gone to. So what lured you to this country? I'm, I'm sure there are some in, in the Bahamas as well, I would assume. Yeah. Um, what drew you to Lincoln Culinary in West Palm? Um, I actually did some research on the school, and I love their uh, program. I love what they believed in. They love food. They love everything about food. So that's me, and I love this school. The chefs make you feel like family here. Let me uh, let me ask uh, Chef Pantone uh, earmuffs. Cover your ears for a second. How's How's the chef here? How's the dean? You like the dean? Yes, he's good. Okay. I'm he's the always papa excited. of the family, right? He was listening. He was <laughs> listening. All right. Well, it's a good thing that you answered it that way, just yes. in case. Um, <laughs> Got to stay on the dean's list. Shantae <laughs> yeah. says, baking and pastry, baking and pastry, and she came for cooking. She's an amazing cook. She's one of the best cooks. So she makes cooks. Like, what do you what do you make that's really, uh, that, what is one of the things that you make, one of your signature dishes? Um, I like paella, actually, and it has, like, okay. a lot of seafood with my background, so that's pretty good. Um, Almost like a gumbo kind of thing, right? A little kinda, bit? Kind right. yep. Sort of. Shrimp and stuff? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you ask me that question, what do I really make? Well, I was going to say manwich. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> well, are you going to grind your own beef now? Come on, I no. taught you that. No, You're no. not on the deeds <laughs> list. Um, <laughs> what else besides paella? What else do you make? Um, I have this good uh, olive oil poached grouper recipe that I like it's to do. all so. seafood. Okay. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not having you come over and cook for me. Okay. That's all. Um, Shantae is such a good cook that we had a, a competition at the school to find the the best cook to compete in this big competition. Right. And she won it. So when she says baking pastry, baking pastry, mm. she's a heck of a great cook, too. Yeah. And coming up in about two weeks, she goes to the regional championship, representing the school for this regional championship. No. Share with us what you're going to make on well, that. Okay. I know, Chef. <laughs> you, won't, you won't share it? No. 
You'll have to come out and see. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. I guess if she that would be like you know uh, what was it, what was it in Willy Wonka? You had Slugworth out oh, there trying yeah, to get the, the everlasting <laughs> gobsmacker. Yeah, you don't want the. Yeah, you don't no. want to have the competition. Know what you're doing. Exactly. Um, so who are you? Who are you battling against as far as schools? Um, Johnson and Wills. Uh, Where is that? It's are in these Miami. All local? Okay, yeah, so local South Florida. Co- these are all South Florida. It's a regional, meaning South Florida. Correct. So what happens if you win this? We go on to Napa, California. They choose uh, eight students all together, and we go from, to Napa from, from different from, regions, from, from all over the country. Right, the yes. country. Okay, that's what I was getting at. So, yeah. so you're you're doing pretty well. Yes, I'll, I'll give you you know like an idea here. Um, when I was, I'll equate this to when I was a kid. I was a good speller. I, I'm still a pretty good speller, and I would do well uh, towards a certain point in our spelling bees in school. But when it got past getting out of the school, I'd never <laughs> met. So I was like, you know, one of the top five in the class. But would it make it as the the top from the school? So it's so you're you're already past me in spelling, right? In yeah. terms of cooking, she's gonna make that cut. She's got a great coach too, huh? Chef Melly yes, working Chef with Melly, you all the time. Yes, he's awesome. He's my he's department chair me, yep. at Lincoln Culinary Institute. Okay. Awesome, great coach, great mentor, also. All right, we're gonna come right back. To what's cooking, Palm Beach, and uh, go to the superfood wheel. We're gonna great. go to that. So we're gonna do that right after this. Hey, it's Sally from the Mo and Sally Morning Show. Be sure to tune in Tuesday mornings for my recipe of the week, brought to you by the Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. Here's Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute, with your food tip. Hi, food friends. Chef Pantone here, and I have a food quiz for you. What do all of these things have in common. Top Secret, Pink Lady, Spartan, Northern Spy, and Honeycrisp. If you've guessed apples, you are correct. Ding, ding, ding. It's apple season and U.S. farmers will harvest about 250 million bushels. Benjamin Franklin said an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And boy, was he right. They have no fat, no sodium, no cholesterol. They're high in vitamin C and in fiber. P.S. The skin is the best part for you. Don't forget to tune into my radio show, What's Cooking Palm Beach, Saturdays at 1 p.m., on News Radio 1290 WJNO, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology. For more information, visit my website, chefpantone.com. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on WJNO. I'm Joel Malkin with Chef Pantone, the dean of Lincoln Culinary Institute. We have Shantae here as well. She sees the big wheel here. It is the big wheel of superfoods. I do want to remind you to send your food questions and tips to what's cooking at chefpantone.com. Um, first of all, Chef, what are, what are superfoods? These are super duper nutritious foods. To hit Chef Pantone's big list of superfoods, there's some criteria. First and foremost, it needs to be very nutrient-dense, right? So calorie for calorie, you're getting the most vitamins, minerals, uh, essential amino acids, and great oils, all of these things. Uh, Calorie for calorie, you're getting your money's worth, right? Nutrient-dense. Second thing, it needs to be affordable. And third, available. So no use me telling you about some food you have to go to China and pick all yourself. Mm. That's just stupid. So these are all foods that you can get right from your local grocery store. They're inexpensive, and they're fantastic for you, amongst the best things in the world that you can eat. But uh, there's a scale of 1,000, and 1,000 is the gold standard in superfoods. We have, uh, once again, uh, Lincoln Culinary a student, uh, Shantae Bazden, here with us. And uh, you're going to spin this big wheel right in front of you. Yes, and we're I gonna, am. It's, the, it's the wheel of superfoods. Are you ready? I'm ready. Have you been eating your Wheaties? Yes, I have. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. And, and wait, 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 wait. Collard greens. Fantastic. Shantae, you are like the best spinner. Collard greens is one of our 
couple of items that hit 1,000 points. 1,000. That's the right best on, you can oh, get. Wow. can't get like, over that. She got a whole thousand. Yep. Well, that means you're going to win the competition. That's just kind of good better luck. Than, that's better than Chef's done the whole the whole time we've been hey, doing the show. kind of old <laughs> and Does that stuff. mean you have better luck? Or? How, many, how many foods are there, I mean, if you had to guess, that are at the thousand mark? Yeah, about three that I know about that are available and affordable right. also, right? There could be some other crazy little berries you have to hand pick off the trees in the end, whatever. Who cares? Right. But you picked, you uh, spun and got collard greens. Collard greens are amazing. They are a thousand, right? And let me just give you a heads up why they're a thousand. Cholesterol lowering, amazing hmm. for lowering your cholesterol. I'm not. This is not the doctor show, right? Throw mm-hmm. all those little pills away and eat more collard greens, and I think your doctor will be surprised next time you go. He'll say, "How did you do that?" And you'll tell him, "I ate lots of collard greens." So these are big, beautiful leaves. Uh, they're the, in the cruciferous family. They they don't have a head like your cabbage does in your cruciferous. They have uh, just giant leaves all day. They soak up the energy from the sun and turn it into all kinds of goodness for your body. Now, you find these in, like, Publix or any of the grocery stores? Every grocery store. Isn't it's called amazing? the produce <laughs> department. <laughs> I never, well, I see those, like, for the grapes and stuff. I well, Shante, tell <laughs> them. When I tell them that the mantra at the school is no fear of food, yeah. is yeah. that correct? That's see correct, that? yes. So, so now you've brought in a, a few of these uh, leaves. They, they just to paint you a picture. If you've never seen a collard green in person, um, or in person, they're not people. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, never seen one up close. What they look like is big, uh, as somebody described them here in the building as Jurassic Park leaves. They they look like big leaves that a dinosaur would be moving through. And, how do you? How do you? And they <laughs> lived forever. Well, not really. Never mind. <laughs> um, were they around back then? I bet they were. Their cousins or somebody was around back then. They're okay. distant ancestors. What? Um, how would you make? I mean, these are big. Uh, how they're bigger than my feet, which are size fifteen. <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing they're you know probably almost two feet long. How, yeah. how would you make them? What do you do? You cut them up and and these walk, are about medium off, size ones. I picked these oh, really? from the garden. We have a ton of these growing in the garden, and when they're this size, they're still pretty sweet. Now, sometimes the farmers, the big factory farms, will let them grow really, really big. They're not as sweet. They're mm. not as good. But they make more money that way. Real, really so easy. Most people picture this. You're at a southern kind of a restaurant, and there's a steam table and some tongs, and you dip it in, and you pull out these collard like greens. It looks like spinach. It looks like spinach. And generally, they're cooked for like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. And maybe with a ham hock inside and maybe some bacon. I actually did this for my competition at school. I did a southern dish and I made collard greens. How about that? Yep. Mm. (laughs) And uh, that's all beautiful. It's been a staple in the southern part of the United States for over 200 years. Uh, Huge. Everybody knows about them there. Don't take this wrong, but y'all guys, you cook them too long. (laughs) And uh, and that just uh, takes away a lot of the n- the nutrients. Now, if you cook it and then drink the water, I'm like the only person that drinks collard green water. Okay, oh. I said it there out loud. But that's where the nutrients really go into the water. All of the water-soluble vitamins are in there. So here's how you cook them really easy. Take out the stem, which is usually kind of thick. And you, after you wash it, you wash everything, of course. We're going to cut up the stem quickly into about quarter-inch slices. So they're pretty thin. The leaf, we're going to roll it up like you're rolling up a cigar and going to slice it into about half-inch slices. That way, see, the thick stem is is a quarter-inch, and the leaves are more tender. They're at a half-inch, an so when you cook them, they'll all cook the same. Here's Chef Pantone's best tip on cooking the collard greens. I want you to steam them for five minutes, right? You put them in a steamer basket. You put them in a hot pot over a, over a pot of boiling water. Five minutes, that's it. They're done. After that, 
See, that's locked in all the nutrients. After that, you can do a million different things with them. And uh, the recipe I have online today is an Italian-style beans and greens. When I first got addicted to collard greens um, 10 years ago or so, I think I made beans and greens 100 times in in, uh, in a couple of months. I just kept playing with them. I get obsessed like that. And my family says, enough, enough. What are you doing? (laughs) And then I don't do it for a long time. But they've got such amazing flavors. The key is you can make them taste like whatever you want, whatever seasonings you add to it. The one I have online, I was thinking about you, Joel, so I added ham to it Mm. or chicken to it Mm. or beef to it. I I gave a couple of different varieties. You could add meat to it if you want to and uh, cook it right with the meat, and it just tastes fantastic. Mm. Uh, Another way I like to do them, I like to steam the whole leaves and then pretend that they're a um, like a cabbage roll, roll them up. Uh, one that I made recently was rolled up with barbecued chicken inside and uh, sweet potatoes and like a cornbread kind of stuffing. So they were like a burrito or a stuffed cabbage rolled up in the leaf, and you could just eat it that way. It was pretty I, amazing. And I've seen similar with certain types of lettuce, and people people will make wraps with lettuce instead of the uh, instead of the typical wraps as well. Exactly. Yep. And. I'm not a big fan of the regular cold flour tortilla wrap. For me, it's a mouthful of, of gumminess. There's where you get with your nutrient-dense. If I roll it up in a lettuce leaf, I can eat like three of those guys mm. and get the same calories and much more well, nutrients. It also depends on what's inside. Of course it depends on what's inside. <laughs> you got bacon in there. Uh, well, <laughs> but compared to the just regular plain white sure, tortilla. Sure, sure. You're not getting all the carbs either. Yeah, I'm not getting all that. And I could still get the same calories because Chef Pantone likes to eat a lot. So I can eat three of those compared to the one. And the other thing, you, you touched on some of the benefits of collard greens, uh, the health benefits. I don't think we got to all of them on the list here. Um, so why don't you go through some of those? Sure. Great for detoxing, uh, uh, cleaning out your blood. Much evidence on cancer prevention they're working on because it's high in antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, right? Those are the two big antis that we need to keep an eye on. For your cardiovascular, they are um, addressing heart attacks and uh, arteriosclerosis and hugely high in fiber, over 7 grams in a cup. So that fiber... And your doctor will tell you that as you get older, especially, eat your fiber. Yeah, and guess what? What if you don't get older and you start eating a healthy diet when you're young? How amazing is that? You could live to like a 150 maybe. Well, I don't know if I want to live that long. Either way, great for you. (laughs) Look at some of the uh, vitamins and nutrients in there. We Mm. talked about vitamin K a couple weeks ago. Vitamin K, 858% of the daily recommended. And uh, vitamin K is most known for its blood clotting. So if you get cut, you you heal faster, Mm -hmm. even if you have – and these are good blood clots. Your blood needs to clot. Sometimes we hear about your blood clotted and then something bad happened like you passed away. This is good good blood clotting for you. Bone structure, they're really relating it to – to uh, strengthening your bones, even especially as you get older. Ladies need to make sure their bones are Osteoporosis And then, yeah, the detoxing. All good stuff for you. Big on vitamin A, too, 80%. That's amazing. That's like one cup, a cup of uh, greens. 80% magnesium, vitamin C, 46%, plenty of fiber, calcium, 10% protein. Yeah, even a little bit of protein. You don't think of of, of a plant giving you protein. Right. That's pretty cool. Not too many of them do. Um, and if they do, it's usually um, you know something off a tree that's going to have a lot of um, uh, calories in terms of fat as well. 
uh, a lot of things that have uh, a lot of protein have a lot of fat. Sure, like sure. nuts, for example, have a lot of fat. Um, good fat, they yeah, say. Good, good if there fat. is such a good thing. There is actually good fat, but we can talk about that in another show. We'll have um, the fat show, the all um, fat show. Some of the and and you did talk about your bean dish, but uh, some of the and, and by the way, you can go to uh, chefpantone.com and see that complete. Uh, recipe there to uh, make that with the white beans and uh, give us some uh, other dishes you can make with collard greens. You can make Shantae's secret, special secret collard green recipe for the competition, but we're not going to tell you about that. Uh, poached eggs on top of a bed of collard greens and shiitake mushrooms. Uh, I wouldn't make those kind of southern style. I would saute those in some extra virgin olive oil, salt, pepper, and saute the mushrooms. That'd be fantastic. A nice zesty Mexican kind of soup. Pinto beans go great with collard greens, stir-fried vegetables, steamed vegetables, uh, collard greens stuffed, or collard greens stuffed with pork chops with pulled pork and sweet potatoes. They're just a green. You see, can, right there, you almost sound that. That almost <laughs> sounds like my. Uh, I was trying to get that pulled pork in there. I thought that would pull you a little closer. That's uh, well, you got to have plenty of barbecue sauce too. Of course, that adds the carbs and the calories and the sugars and whatnot. Yeah, and then go for a run when you're done. <laughs> that sounds good. All right, we're going to take uh, an email from a listener. How about that? We do that right now. Um, we have one from uh, Jen in Gainesville. Jen in Gainesville. So we, uh, we have uh, listeners, uh, of course, on uh, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio app is free on your uh, on your smartphone. Um, she says, are organic vegetables really better for you? Yeah, so it's easy to come up with a yes or no answer, but I'm a teacher. I'm the dean of the school. I have to do more research. So every time I have a question like this, I try to find out what the latest studies are. The latest one comes from England, and I thought it was pretty cool how they looked at this. They did a big study on conventional farming of vegetables versus organic farming of vegetables and found out, found out something that really interests me. It's all about the antioxidants and uh, how uh, antioxidants and how they are related to the amount of pesticide used. So we know antioxidants, the huge, huge term we all need to be familiar with, and uh, especially for cancer. And turns out that the vegetables naturally grow and have their own antioxidants to keep them healthy. How cool is that? And that when we use pesticides, which well, the, the antioxidants in the vegetables that are grown organically are to help fight um, help fight the pests, right, the pesticide. So it's their natural pesticide. So it turns out on the conventional farms, the more pesticides they use, that the vegetables don't produce their own antioxidants. So they have a lesser antioxidant level. And uh, so it turns out that the organic vegetables are better for you because they can contain more natural antioxidants, right? So the pesticides kind of take the place of the antioxidant and the vegetable doesn't grow at its own. Does that make sense? That uh, What's really cool about the organic vegetables is today you could go almost anywhere and get them. There was one time where you had to have a Whole Foods right around the corner and we have right. that one opening, uh, if it's not already open, soon at the outlets. Palm Can't Palace, wait so for that. Nice and soon, close. I think that's coming up really soon. Of course, you have the one in Wellington and Gardens. Um, and um, I like the the peanut butter there. But anyway, you used to have to go to those, you know, so you had to have that or the Publix. Uh, Greenwise. Greenwise Publix. Now you go to regular Publix, for example, and you'll find them there. Also, some of the green markets that we'll talk about a little bit later. Sure. Uh, we'll have more those organic. And more so of that is becoming yeah, mainstream more, as we become more. people more want ed- it. Because they're becoming more, more educated. Because yeah. they're listening to this radio show. Yeah, we create the demand. So check it out. The, um, there's a 60% higher concentration of the natural antioxidants in the vegetables that are grown organically. Uh, that's just an amazing, amazing percentage. 
And that's because we're not using the chemicals. So the vegetables are more healthy themselves. Cool. And, right. and what, are, what are flavonoids? Flavonoids are another micronutrient that are uh, getting more and more research, uh, more and more research being done to them. All of these things are these tiny little microscopic things that we're really just doing more research about and finding how they affect each other and how they affect um, our health. And all we have so far is good reports on them. Not 100% conclusive on all of them, but they're just so small. The more and more demand there is, the more and more research there will be, and the more we'll hear about them. All right. Uh, thank you, Jen from Gainesville, who's uh, either listening to us right now on iHeartRadio, uh, or uh, I should mention that uh, Chef Pantone, uh, Dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute, that's in West Palm, right by 95 off 45th Street. Um, you actually now have these shows going up at chefpantone.com. They are there. I was, I was actually um, listening uh, earlier this week. I was listening to our show from last week on the uh, website. And you sounded right fantastic. On my phone. I was listening oh, right on your telephone. My phone, so How you, cool is you that? You don't even have to go on the computer, pull up the laptop where uh, uh, Shantae has her uh, tablet here. You don't even have to use that. You can just use your smartphone, and you can listen to the show if you miss it uh, on WJNO here at 1290 a.m. or on the iHeartRadio app. You can catch it right at com. Let me share something I don't even think you know yet. Here comes the big announcements. You can get them through iTunes, too. Oh, iTunes. Podcasted iTunes over as well. iTunes. And it's free. Free, uh, free download. It's free, too. That's right. pretty cool. All right. What do we look for? Your face? or <laughs> You look for what's cooking, Just Palm type Beach. Type in what's cooking. Do we need the apostrophe? We don't need the apostrophe. No apostrophe. No apostrophe. It might confuse, iTunes is smart. Might confuse iTunes. Yeah, we don't want to do that. All right. So <laughs> several ways that you can listen to what's cooking, Palm Beach. And you're going to want to be listening next because we're talking about homemade baked bread. Mm. And I cannot wait for that. And that's right after this on what's cooking, Palm Beach. If that sound gets your motor running, it's time for a career with a little extra horsepower. Lincoln College of Technology is now enrolling for hands-on automotive technology training. Learn the skills that can help you launch an automotive career today. Visit LincolnEDU.com. Welcome back. Once again, it's What's Cooking Palm Beach, your show all about food, the premier show about food here in the Palm Beaches on News Radio 1290 WJNO. Chef David Pantone, the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. We have Shantae here. She is uh, on the dean's list, at, which I was told is a good thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> at Lincoln Culinary. That's, uh, you know, she's uh, one of the better students. I don't like to say better, so that makes it sound like you've got bad students. So I'm sure right. you don't. But one of the higher graded students. She's very successful. She does great. And uh, for somebody that's just uh, tuning into the show, uh, we asked her earlier about her aspirations. Why don't you tell us again what it is that you that you want to do? I actually want to expand my mom's bakery over internationally, so... That's what I'm working on right now. Internationally, yes. Be an international. So she's in the Bahamas, wow. and um, you want to you want to basically, uh, if I'm reading the tea leaves correctly, um, end up opening one in uh, maybe here in the U.S. at some point, yes. and maybe in other countries as well. Exactly. And That's not what I plan it. to So do. she's just got a small. Uh, she has a local bakery. She has two actually. Okay. Right. So I just want to take it over. What abroad. part of the Bahamas? Abaco, Bahamas. Abaco. Okay. Yeah. We got that new uh, cruise ship getting ready to sail out of uh, Porta Palm Beach. Right. I don't know what part of the Bahamas it's going to, but uh, where does it's it go? The uh, Grand Celebration is it called? It's going into Nassau. Okay. Nassau. Right. That's like the big city. It's going to be like a two night cruise. It's not just one right. of those where I you go there that. and you gamble. And it's you over seven hundred feet long. Yeah. yeah. Twelve. Uh, se- 
think twelve hundred uh, twelve hundred people or something like it's a big big number of people that could fit on that yep. on that ship. So it sounds really cool. And they're doing a lot of advertising. I just thought I'd throw them a plug there at the <laughs> Port of Palm Beach. Um, but uh, no, okay. The Bahamas says you want to expand her business and uh, um, you uh, really want to go into the baking. Uh, but Chef tells me that you're really good at just uh, cooking anything. Really. Yes, I want to master both, so that's what I'm on now. Culinary you always have something to bake. fall back on. Right. You can have like a bakery, and then, you know, or hey, on restaurant. Tuesdays, maybe you can you can have uh, a featured uh, meal. Can you have a conquerie? <laughs> that's like conquerie. Right? I guess conk, a the conquerie. food. Conk. <laughs> and uh, uh, if you add the ari on the end, that's like a French term for any kind of a place. Oh, that, so a, a conquerie. Right. So here's, if you're from the Bahamas, how many different kinds of ways do you know how to prepare conk? Many. Many, many, <laughs> many. I feel like we're having a Forrest Gump uh, uh, moment here. You're going to start going into all. We got fried shrimp and, and shrimp. And shrimp whenever salad. I travel, sometimes people want to take me like to a French restaurant. I don't want to go to the Bahamas or to Ecuador or something and go to a French restaurant. They right. think that's. The, I want the conk. I want conk in the Bahamas. So yes. every I like time that I go, name, conk. It's, it's when you look at it, it looks like conch, but it's conk, and it just sounds like you're getting conked on the head with something. Right. right. And I want to explore. I'm so curious, like curious George the monkey. Right. So I want to eat every kind of conk preparation there is. So we'll have to look into a conquery. A conquery. <laughs> yes. You can you can uh, patent that. You can. That's my gift to you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're. Uh, we, we, I don't mean to cut you guys short, but okay. we got some bread sitting. <laughs> we have bread sitting right here, and uh, I, I know we're going to sample it uh, eventually. And I'm sure that uh, some folks from the building will will want to pop in, and, and they usually do. Um, so we'll you know we'll we'll see how many people are going to stick to their uh, New Year's resolutions. Just a little bit of bread won't kill them, and you're going to tell us why this bread is uh, probably this better is for them than the other bread that the they've been eating. Superfood of breads. Yeah. So um, let's get into the bread the, and, and talk about the advantages of doing your own bread baking as opposed to. Uh, uh, no offense, I know you you know your mom owns a bakery, so yeah. that's kind of. <laughs> but it's still homemade versus just going to the store and picking up some bread. Right, right, right. Because I'm sure at your mom's bakery, she doesn't have all kinds of chemicals no. to add in. No, it's no. all. Oh, it's like home baked bread. There's chemical exactly. in bread. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's chemical in Diet Coke. <laughs> Not as much as is in the bread to tell you. Wow, the truth. really? That's right. a health food compared. So let's to your talk basic about the benefits bread. of uh, baking your own bread. Okay, number five. Um, number five. Yeah, we're, we're counting we'll do down. By the way, counting yeah. down the big countdown. It's far less expensive, uh, right? If really. You, See, I would just think it would cost more to buy all the ingredients and do all that versus yeah. just go buy a loaf of bread. You would probably think that, but you would be wrong. Okay. Well, that's not the first time. And, and it, de- <laughs> it depends. If you only make one loaf of bread and buy a 50-pound bag of flour and a poundy, it's sure. it's more expensive. But if you either buy smaller amounts or make more bread, pound for pound, penny for penny, it's far less expensive. And um, I guess that's where we're going to stop on that one because that's just less expensive. Okay. And they all kind of roll into each other. The next one is homemade bread is so much more nutritious, and that's because of what's in there what's not in there. The nutritious part, let's see how we say this. The store-bought bread needs to last a long time. The flour that's used for that bread needs to last a long time. It's processed so that uh, you take the wheat kernel. It's the same wheat kernel that I might use if I ground my own wheat. And to make it last a long time, first thing, they have to take off the bran, right? The bran is the fiber on the outside that we know that's great in our diet, but they have to take that off. They take most of that off. The other parts of the wheat are called the endosperm. That, that's about 80% or so of the content of the wheat grain, and that's this, most of the starches. That's what we're really used to seeing is the endosperm. And then the germ. The germ has got lots of uh, essential fatty acids in it and oils, and I'm 
oils, essential oils, and that would go rancid very quickly, a couple of days, a week or so. So your flour would smell bad. So they take that away. That's the most nutritious part. So, so basically, in a nutshell, what it sounds like in that a they're, nutshell, they're doing when you, when you go and you buy uh, bread from the store and it's not homemade, it's, it's gone through a factory and whatnot, what, you're, what they're doing is they're taking out the uh, most nutritious parts of the bread and just giving you the, the, the stuff that tastes, you know, tastes okay and uh, is going to last, you know, a few more days than... than Bingo, you yeah. got it. You cracked, you so, cracked the so, uh, code there. All the good stuff has to be gone because right. it's going to get sour. But that being said, bad. obviously you're keeping that stuff in. If you're making it at home, then you want to make it at home and eat it pretty quickly. Sure, because if we're not going to put any chemicals in, it's not going to last like a What about in the freezer, though? You can freeze bread. Bread is perfect to go in the freezer. The quicker, after it hits room temperature, in the freezer. Unless you're going to eat it like in a day or two maximum. We always keep our breads in the freezer at home because you take it out, toast it up, and it's almost like fresh again. All right. These are the advantages of baking your own bread. We have number five. It's cheaper. My Casey Kasem voice. I like. You're good uh, at number that. Number four. Homemade bread is so much more nutritious. Topping the charts at number three. And what is it? Well, it's not topping the charts because <laughs> it's number three, but mid- middle of the charts at number three. <laughs> it just smells so amazing, right? You know, and it's funny that you that you say that because I, I was going to say. Can you smell that? I smell it right here. You have a thing, a, a big a big vat of of butter here i'm i'm getting coronary heart disease just heart disease just looking at this uh this bucket of butter but i'm smelling this bread that's sitting right next to me and it's amazing you don't think of i I guess i didn't think of bread as something you know maybe pie or other baked goods but i never thought of bread as something that would just uh, have such an aroma in the room The, the lincoln culinary is such an amazing place sometimes you walk in the door and you just smell amazing bread or chocolate or chicken stock. It just permeates the whole building. It's kind of crazy. Try being on a diet there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. But it just smells so good. I think that uh, it puts a smile on my face. It puts a smile, I think, on lots of people's faces. It's the it's a memory of a comfort food of mm-hmm. when mom or grandma used to make her bread. You know, for generations and generations, all bread was made at home. Little by little, it became... Uh, at the bread bakery, and that was okay. Once it hit the factories, uh, it just lost lost a lot of its um, beauty, a lot of its nutrition, a lot of the flavor, and a lot of the uh, comforting feeling about it. So you don't need a tart burner. That would be number three. If you uh, you bake your own bread, it's going to make your house smell great. Uh, a tart burner? Well, yeah, I use the tart burners at home. Well, I guess a tart I don't burner? know what that is. You know that? No. Okay, well, you've been to Yankee Candle Company? Okay. Chante knows what it is, right? No, I don't. All right. So if you go to Yankee Candle or one of those places, they sell the, the, the tarts that they will – it's not a food tart, but it's a, it's a wax tart with a scent, and uh, you, you put a tea-like candle under something, and then it burns the tart That's what those and are melts called. it down and smells – it's okay. called a tart burner. <laughs> Did I lose a man card by, uh, yeah, by admitting that I knew what a tart burner is? I use them at home. <laughs> they're great. Anyway, okay. you don't need one if you know what one is uh, because you can bake bread and make your house smell wonderful. What's number two? Number two, you know what's in it, right? If you read the labels on bread at the grocery store and you don't speak Latin, you might not understand what's in there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm sure at Shantae's mother's bakery. No. I don't know. Does mom speak Latin very no, much? No, she doesn't. No, she no. doesn't. So she doesn't have chemical bags of things. Those are important. We need our food to last weeks and weeks and months and months, don't we? Yeah, maybe not so much. Hmm. Um, if it's... If you're making it at home, you probably have four ingredients, and we're going to talk about those. The fab four pretty soon, flour, water, yeast, and salt. That's all you need. 
And the number one, at the top of the charts, the number one reason, uh, the benefit of making your own bread would be... For the 5,000th year in a <laughs> row. <laughs> it tastes amazing. Yeah. Especially when you make it fresh. You can't tell can't, me that a in. slice of Wonder Bread has any flavor whatsoever. It has something. You know it's in your mouth because it turns into gum in your mouth, um, but it doesn't smell. The bread that you make at home... You can make it taste like you ever, whatever you want to, but even if it's the most basic bread, it's fresh, it's whole. It just came a little while ago. It was even alive, right? We bring life to this bread, hmm. and then we put it in the oven, and we take the life away from it. But then we eat it. So <laughs> That's fine. And that gives us life. And that gives us go. life. The circle is complete. I love that. So, I mean, that's it. Those are the four ingredients. That's it. That's what's and that at, at your mom's bakery. That's I don't know. I don't. If you have to put ingredients on it when you make something yourself, but that for would be a what basic would, white, yeah. That would be what it would read. It would say flour, water, yeast, and salt. Yes, correct. So she's not adding anything else to the breads, and uh, well, obviously there's if different you types want to add of flour. raisins to it, right? right? Then you can add raisins to. Or there's different types of flours sure. for different types of breads, right? Can we talk about that for a little bit? Absolutely. So the the usual flour that we think about for bread is usually called bread flour or all-purpose flour. It's totally – this is the usual stuff that we buy, That's right? for white bread. That's, that's the, for white the bread. The bad, evil, enriched white bread that we hear about. Note that it's his voice saying those bad things. Well, that's what mine. I'm – You're reading I've, my mind. You got That's it. what I've been told over the years. That, 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 you know, enriched. Anything enriched is bad because they add sugar to it. Anything, you know, white is bad and when it comes to bread and potatoes and this and that and the other. And I'm trying not to be I'm the fanatic. a lifelong fanatic. dieter, off and on, of course. <laughs> and my goal is not to be the fanatic. It's to educate so people okay. can make their own decisions. That sounds like you've made your decisions there. So the, the white flour doesn't have to be the enemy. If I ground it at my house, it wouldn't be the enemy. But to stay white, our society decided uh, uh, some time ago, our bread needs to be white. White is the driven snow, and get rid of anything that doesn't make it white. White is pure, all that kind of – that's all garbage. That's all just our society. The more we get educated, the more we go back to we don't want our bread so white. To make mm. them white, they're bleached out. Why do you want bleached flour? All of the bran is taken out, the, and the uh, germ is taken out, all the good things are taken out so that we could have this beautiful-looking white bread that lasts for weeks on the shelf. Don't need that. So these wonderful flours – that's what real flour is. When you talk whole wheat flour, that's wheat with all of its natural parts in it. So it's less processed. It's not like we took white flour and made it better. We took white. We didn't make white flour in the first place. So if you use the flour before it's been bleached, here's the easy one. Right now, don't ever buy bleached all-purpose flour. Start buying unbleached all-purpose flour. Ta-da, you have just mm. moved up an inch on the superfood scale, on the healthy eating, and it's not painful at all. It might not be pure, driven snow white. You don't need that. The darker the flour, usually the more nutrients that are left inside of it. So that's whole wheat. Rye flour, rye comes from a different kind of a grain. It grows in a field just like a, like a wheat, but it's not wheat, it's rye. It's a different, different animal, right? Very, very highly nutritious for you. Uh, the wheat, the rye breads don't have as much gluten inside of them, so they don't become big and light and fluffy. They're pretty dense. They're dense and heavy, so you might want to, if you don't like a dense, heavy bread, you might want to mix uh, 20% rye in with the mix, just light rye and dark rye. The bread that we have today is about, it's, um, it's got about, uh, it's all unbleached. It looks like a wheat. Yeah, it's unbleached. And unbleached wheat flour, and then it's got about 25% whole wheat flour added to it for extra flavor, extra nutrients. It's got about 12% rye added to it, 
And again, for flavor, for depth, you're going to taste this bread and say, you might not like it, like it or hate it. You're going to say, it has flavor, right? When you eat your regular white bread off the shelf, I, you won't say it has flavor. You'll say mm-hmm. it has something. It's there. But uh, my goal is not that everybody likes everything, but A, you know what's in it, and B, you can, you can know that this is a high-quality one, and this is a high-quality bread versus a low-quality bread, and you get to decide which one you like better. I'm well, okay I tell with you, that. We talk about breads that taste good, um, and uh, this is one that uh, I'm, I'm Jewish, and uh, you know, over the holidays um, I was able to have uh, what we call challah. Which is something that some people just call egg bread. Yeah. I lived in Tampa for a few years growing up, and they called it egg bread at the grocery store. But it's it's challah is what it is, and I, I'm guessing egg is what makes it have that taste. It's got a unique taste to it. Probably not that great for you, but it's very good. It's great for your soul, isn't it? Have you had it? Oh, I make the best challah. I don't want to, yeah, I'm sorry. I do make the best challah. There I you go. I thought I did. Uh, I challenge you oh, to a throwdown. Okay. Uh, she's worried about her competition. We'll talk about that, too, in a little bit. Plenty um, of egg yolks, right? Plenty right. of fat, mm. plenty of oil in it. We're getting ready to uh, to bring some people in and uh, to sample uh, the bread. Yay. If you don't mind sharing with, with some people, we... I have like two giant loaves here. Um, I had four giant loaves yesterday. Only two made it to the show. I did want to ask you real quick. um, Do you, if if you're, if somebody's never made bread, do you need one of those bread makers or can you do this? Can you just put it in a a pan and put it in the oven? Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the bread machine. They're very expensive. And to me, it doesn't make a high quality bread. I'm going to have a web. I'm going to have a recipe on the web. uh, On what's cooking on chefpanto.com for even a no need dough. This mm-hmm. one, uh, I, I searched them all over, and over the weekend I made a couple different varieties with one of my sons, and this one is so simple and just makes an amazing flavored bread. So it's going to be about the simplest bread you ever made, and I guarantee you're going to say this tastes fantastic. All right, that's uh, Don't Chef spend Pan- the money on the bread. Spend the money on the ingredients. <laughs> yeah, chefpantone.com. Uh, and, of course, any questions that you have, what's cooking at chefpantone.com. All right, coming up right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach, we – are uh, going to get to eat some bread. Yeah, so, <laughs> We're going to be enjoying that. I know I'm going to be enjoying this for one. We'll be right back. Get on your way to a new healthcare career with Lincoln College of Technology. Earn your associate's degree in nursing at their West Palm Beach campus. Learn the skills healthcare employers are looking for and prepare for a new career where you'll have a direct impact on patient care. Their industry contacts can help you launch a new career after graduation. Visit LincolnEDU.com today for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. LincolnEDU.com, student-centered training for careers that build America. Hi, welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach here on News Radio 1290 WJNO. We were able to uh, dig up a couple of folks here, uh, always willing to eat. Uh, Curtis and Carmine here to, to try this uh, baked bread that um, Shantae, by the way, guys, uh, uh, Shantae Bazin, uh, she's on the Dean list, Dean's list, which uh, I understand is a good uh, thing. And uh, anyway, over at uh, Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm, and uh, she actually helped make this bread, right? Yes, I did. And uh, she's in the middle of a competition, uh, which may or may not include bread. We're not allowed to discuss what it is. But I have to tell you, Chef, this bread is a little bit, and I haven't tasted it yet, but it's a, it's, it's a little bit, I don't know, it's stiffer than I thought it would be. And look, I'm looking at it, and it looks like a fluffy bread. But then you touch it, and it's, it's stiff. Yeah, it's got full body. I don't not know if that's, that's probably not a bad thing. It's probably... I'm used to the, the breads with all the chemicals that make it fluffy, right? Is that what's exactly going on? Exactly correct, yep. All right, let's try. So for thousands of years, we didn't have those chemicals, and all of our bread was like this. And then we got all, all uh, chemicalized and changed our whole diet, which is changing our health. And we're trying to get back to, back to where we used to be, where we could be healthy. It's pretty good. 
It's good. Does it taste different than your regular yeah. white bread? Yeah. Okay. So what you're tasting is really what wheat tastes like. That's what rye tastes like. That's what those things are supposed to taste like. Delicious. Yeah, I got two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Four. And, and and the key is this is this is like five thousand years old. Not this one in particular, but it's not like we did anything fancy schmancy. This is just how bread gets made for a thousand generations. And I have to say, um, Chef provided my uh, poison of choice, uh, the diet soda. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to need to wash this down. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Life is about balance. Um, it's good. It's good bread. It's just it's different than what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Of course, we have the two folks that made it here, so I have to be nice. Right. But it is it is different than what I'm used to. You, you know, can't hurt our feelings. It's okay because it's high-quality, quality, wonderful bread. Whether you like it or not, that's a different story, and that's okay. But I know it's quality. It's quality ingredients, incredible craftsmanship, and baked to perfection. This is how – this is as good as it can be. Now, personal preference, that's up to you. That's a little oh, different. What do we have in the uh, in the little cups? Yeah, I have some extra virgin olive oil. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Curtis saw that. Like he pointed it out. Sure, you put that on your bread. Some people like that. Some like butter. Um, the olive oil is probably a little better than the butter for you. However, the butter is much better than any kind of a shortening for you. I think both work. Both <laughs> together. I like it. Make a butter sandwich. We get some garlic powder, pour it on there. Of course, now we've diluted it. Yeah. So, my fantasy world: next time you go out to eat somewhere, you impress somebody. Say, "Hey, that looks like an, an excellent artisan bread there that's made there," and <laughs> and you're a little, one inch more educated. That's all. That's what the show's about: is educating. You get to to, to decide your personal preference or not. All about edumacation here. Edumacation. On What's Cooking Palm Beach. All right. Thank you guys for uh, coming Enjoy. in and tasting Thank you. Yeah, thanks for feeding me. <laughs> we're going to continue eating the bread, and we're going to talk about some uh, local events and food in the news, and that's all coming up right after this on What's Cooking Palm Beach. Training in skilled trades like HVAC prepares you for careers that build America. Start now at Lincoln College of Technology. At their West Palm Beach campus, you can gain technical skills and practical knowledge in refrigeration fundamentals, residential climate control, basic electricity, and more. Visit LincolnEDU.com for student consumer information and to schedule a campus tour. Lincoln College of Technology. For careers that build America, visit LincolnEDU.com today. Welcome back to What's Cooking Palm Beach on WJNO. So we're eating bread. We're having a good. I love this show. <laughs> I, mean, I got to tell you, I'm not of any show where uh, somebody brings in food every week. Um, Chef Pantone, Dean at uh, Lincoln Culinary Institute. What's cooking at chefpantone.com for any questions. Uh, and chefpantone.com is where you go to find any of the recipes we're talking about. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes we just don't have the time for you to give the whole recipe out. So you can always sure. go right to the website yeah. and you can get those. And um, right now it's the time in our menu where we talk about local food events. Fantastic. You know, I always want you to go down to the green market wherever you live. I'm sure there's a farmer's market, a green some market. Of this, some of this uh, homemade baked bread there, the They're artisan ar- breads. Artisan breads. And uh, that means it's from the home of an artisan or, you know, just like craft beer and craft mm-hmm. burgers. And you have craft bread. So that's what I want you to do this weekend. Go out and buy some local, support the local economy, and you'll buy some uh, stuff that's going to be healthy too. There's another event. This is going on from September, so it's been going on for a while, up to February 13th. It's called 1,000 Empty Bowls, like soup bowls or food bowls. It's really cool. It's at the Lighthouse Art Center up there in Tequesta, 
and it's for the Palm Beach County Food Bank. So what they do is artisans make bread, uh, make bowls. <laughs> got bread on the yeah. mind. <laughs> so do I. They teach you how to make a bowl out of uh, pottery, right, out of clay, and they fire the bowls, they paint them and everything, then they auction them off, and the proceeds, the idea is about food going in the bowl. So these are empty bowls that get auctioned off because they're each one of a kind, and they raise money for the Palm Beach County Food Bank. I think right. that's cool. So you go there Wednesdays from 6 to 9 p.m. or Saturdays from 1 to 4 p.m., and then coming up on the 13th and 14th of February, it wraps up on the 13th, and uh, the 13th and 14th of February, uh, they'll auction them off and raise funds for the food bank. Beautiful. And, uh, you have information on this event at uh, chefpantone.com? I don't. All right. Well, we can just give you the number, 561-746-3101. Can't get everything on the website. We have to have room for the show as well, uh, the podcast of the show, which uh, have I mentioned you could also get that on iTunes? On iTunes. How That's great right. is that? Um, those uh, food trucks are coming, too. Yeah. If you haven't been to a food truck rally yet, it's kind of like a, uh, what do you call it, the food court at the mall? But in the parking lot, you have all these different trucks, each one specializing in a different kind of food, and you can go and taste from all the different trucks. There's one that happens in Wellington on Thursdays from 5 till 9, and there's one that happens up in uh, Abacoa on the second Friday of the month. And I have one for you this week alone. This is tonight, I believe 5 o'clock it gets going in North Palm Beach. I saw this in the Palm Beach Post this week. Anchorage Park in North Palm Beach. They're going to have, uh, they said, about two dozen food trucks out there tonight. And they're going to be showing the movie Frozen as well That's outside. So, cool. so uh, you can uh, bring the kids and have some have some of the food. You know, there was a time when those food trucks were just kind of strange. They just came by. It was just for the work sites, you know, the right, construction right. workers. And they Don't called them roach, oh, roach coaches. It. Well, you know, it was like uh, you know, the, the right. pulled pork sandwiches that were made five weeks ago or whatever in a factory. <laughs> but, uh, but now they've got all, I mean, you've got Mexican food trucks, Italian food trucks, you know. Sure. You know how much it costs to rent or buy a building with a kitchen and a dining room and a bar and it's so expensive that a lot of people don't want that and it's much less expensive to buy a truck and you have a commissary you prepare your food there and you can drive it around and you go to the market it's really very entrepreneurial it takes away a lot of the a lot of the other troubles that come with being uh, owning your own business and uh, but i understand it has its own troubles like a flat tire usually mm-hmm. in a restaurant you get a flat tire it's not a big deal on a food truck it's a big deal um, now, I, I do want to, uh, I, I want to get to uh, talking about the competition for Shantae once again before we go, for those who missed it. So let's skip right over to, uh, to Food in the News and uh, do just a, a little bit of that really quick. Food in the News, this is from the Associated Press. It makes me so excited and happy because you, the consumer, have been telling people, talking about it, petitioning to have some of the food laws changed. And, and let me say that again. These aren't even food laws. These are... When you ask your McDonald's, when you when you talk about uh, the chemicals and things that are in McDonald's or any fast food burgers, their goal is to make money, right? So they're changing their recipes. This is huge for this year, 2015. Uh, McDonald's, Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, all of these are changing. They're listening to you. They're hearing you. It's like a, a groundswell, grassroots effort, and they're changing. They're making official changes. Uh, the biggest one that I like to tell you about really happened. Let's see. I just saw this last night on Subway. I saw the Subway commercial that was in this press release. Mm-hmm. The Subway commercial last night. I sat up in bed and said, hey, that's the one. And um, it's that they're taking the chemicals out of, uh, let's see, they're calling it um, artificial, uh, no artificial preservatives or flavors. For them to say that on their television commercial. Like the chicken strips. The chicken strips. They have a new sub. Of course, I'm watching that. I'm, so this shows you where my mind is. I'm uh, watching that and it's just, it's just Chicken 
with with no flavorings is what it looks like to me. Not to knock Subway. I love Subway. Okay. That's what it looks like. It's like, okay, well, they're taking out anything that makes it taste better. Is that what's going on now? No. Actually, that's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it's preservatives. Chicken is food, okay? And mm. food is not supposed to last forever. Okay. So if your food lasts forever, there's something in there making it last forever. That doesn't mean it tastes better. The flavorings are artificial flavors. So some of these artificial flavors... Right, you don't know where they come from. Like artificial vanilla, you know where artificial vanilla comes from. No you don't idea. know. Not, not no. from a vanilla <laughs> extract. I'm not guessing. from any. Not from the vanilla bean no. or the vanilla orchid or anything. It, it often comes from a byproduct of the paper milling process. First, they cut down trees. They make timber, lumber out of it. Right, you build houses. They grind up the rest to make paper. Whatever's left over, they squeeze, and you get this thing that somebody says, "Hey, that smells like vanilla." Hmm. You don't need that. How about using real vanilla? Okay, so all of these things, and these are official statements from the president of McDonald's, the CEO of all of these different companies saying, hey, yeah, we get it. It's time to start changing. So. All right. Uh, we want to once again thank uh, Shantae Baisden for coming on. You're on yes. the dean's list at Lincoln Culinary Institute. Yes, I am. And uh, uh, really quick, you're in the middle of uh, of, of a uh, competition, and uh, you have made it to the regionals, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yes, uh, the San Pellegrino competition. I compete on January 19th. Against people from uh, culinary schools throughout the area, South yes, Florida. South Florida. And then if you win, you go to you go Napa. to California to yeah. Napa, and you you get to uh, and you're not going to make wine, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> but you get to uh, but you that's wine country there. Yeah, it's beautiful. But you, but you get to, to uh, compete. do a mystery basket. Okay. So we don't have any idea okay. what we're going to do yet. And then and then that's going to be against people from all across the country. So that's just exciting. Right. And we'll have you back on and find out, uh, you know, how you did. Yes. So that'll be great. All right. Uh, well, thank you for joining us here in the What's Cooking Kitchen with Chef David Pantone, the dean at Lincoln Culinary Institute. I'm Joel Malkin. Uh, join us next time here on WJNO when the Chef's Daily Special will be... The Incredible Edible Egg. I remember those old commercials. That was great. So we're going to talk about the egg. Yeah, we are. All right. <laughs> All the different things you can do with egg, I assume. Uh, a million different things, yep. All right, no yoking, right? Ha, <laughs> you're All awesome. Right, sorry. All right, on that, <laughs> on that topic, we're going to leave you today. Uh, we'll, we'll have much better yolks next week, I promise. Fantastic. Enjoy. You've been listening to What's Cooking Palm Beach with Chef David Pantone, Dean of the Lincoln Culinary Institute in West Palm Beach. Tune in and find out what's cooking Saturdays from 1 till 2 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WJNO. If you have any questions or ideas on a topic, please email what's cooking at chefpantone.com. That's P A N T O N E.com. What's Cooking Palm Beach, sponsored by Lincoln Culinary Institute, a division of Lincoln College of Technology.